You're listening to Tech Talk Central. This is Vicky Colovo, and I'll be interviewing Thomas Pieber. Uh, we're crossing over to Europe. Our previous speaker was from the US. So he's a professor at the University of Graz in Austria, and um, he's worked with the Reaction Project, which is an EU-funded uh, project, and he will try to explain to us his role in it. Yeah, thank you. So <clears throat> in the Reaction Project, we were actually developing new methods using uh, telemedicine to improve the quality of control in diabetes. So our task was to improve the quality of control in hospitals. When it comes to hospitals, um, we have several problems, and this is across Europe and maybe across the world. Um, many, many wards, many, many doctors who are not endocrinologists or diabetologists do not have enough emphasis on glycemic control. And this has, unfortunately, adverse outcome for our patients. So the overall aim of the, this part of the project was to improve the quality of glycemic control. It's scary when you say it because you would expect, you'd think diabetes is quite a common uh, disease and that once you have it and you go to a hospital, they know how to help you, treat you and keep track of what's going on. Well, well, in general they do, but the problem is that usually you're not going to hospital because of your glycemic control. You're going to hospital because you have a myocardial infarction, a heart attack, or you have some pneumonia or some other infections. So you're ending in a ward where they are very well in treating your heart or okay. your pneumonia. And they do know about diabetes, but they are not aware that it's so crucial that you have a good glycemic control in that situation. And that's where this project started. So do hospitals, as you did mention before, do they know the problem? Well, I mean, not in all cases. I mean, when you look at, at a ward, I mean, they have 100, 200 tasks to, to cover every day for taking care of their patients and diabetes or glucose control is just one of them. So it's, I think it's understandable, at least to some extent, that not all places are able to control diabetes well enough. I mean, there's enough data now that if you're not achieving a, a decent level of glycemic control, your outcome of your hospital stay is, is, is deteriorated. So that means that mortality and morbidity is increased when glucose is not controlled adequately. So you've created a product that helps them? Well, I mean, what we did within this reaction um, project funded by EU, we were developing a handheld device that helps the nurses in the, in the ward to control glucose. So what, what, what it, what that is, is we developed a software, a decision supporting software that is able to calculate the insulin need of each individual patient during his or her hospital stay. So you, uh, you start the program for a specific patient. It calculates the pros the prospective in the insulin need and you start your insulin treatment. And this algorithm that we have developed is then learning day by day for each patient and learns how to control glucose in each of the specific patients. So at the end of the day, after a few days, they are well controlled and we have studied that in the randomized control trial. So how do you collect the data? Is it feeded back by the nurses themselves? 
Well, it depends on the information, hospital information system. So it's either uh, entered manually by nurses. This is the standard way, but it's also possible that it interacts with the hospital information system and takes all the needed information directly out of the databases that most hospitals have. So have you also solved the problem of the interoperability? You will mention all further down that you are very close to commercialization as you told me so in order to put that question in perspective maybe you should think about that how close are you well i mean first of all when it comes to the interfaces between different databases we are lucky in europe because there are standards given by the eu and it's hl7 in that specific case so we're using the hl7 interfaces that works well um, and when it comes to product yes we are working on a product uh, together with uh, some universities right now um, a product or starting a company with a product is definitely a challenge, but we think that the need is so huge, um, as we have seen in Europe and across the world, that this product, at least we believe, has truly a chance. Um, this, this, way, this is, by the way, in Austria, right? Um, so is it the public sector? Who's, who's going to be funding... Um the continuous yeah. of this project that that that's a very important question i mean currently we we are planning to do a randomized controlled trial um, that looks at outcomes and we want to prove that using that system improves outcome and we also will have a cost effectiveness calculation linked to that outcome trial so as soon as we have that i think that most um administration or most people in administration of hospitals will accept the fact that by introducing this new device you can reduce the length of stay for hospitals you can reduce the the quantity of complications linked to diabetes and you can reduce uh, mortality so at the end of the day we hope to prove that in our trial and then uh, it should be well um, quite obvious for most payers to introduce that system into their hospitals. So did you have any trials while you were creating the software? And what kind of trials? Well, we, well, we had several trials where we first tested the software and then we tested efficacy and safety of the software. That has been done. That's published. Uh, currently, we are planning, as I mentioned, the trial to do a randomized controlled trial. So what we want to compare is either standard care in any specific hospital versus this new uh, decision support system to prove that with our decision support system, it's able to control glucose sufficiently without increasing the risk of hypoglycemia, too mm -hmm. low blood glucose. Um, and we also want to prove that we can uh, reduce the risk of complications by having better glycemic control. And as soon as we have those data, we can calculate, I mean, how much cost we can save by using that system. So and who does, who participates in the system? Is this also for patients? Uh, well, I mean, currently we have um, within Europe several hospital countries and hospitals who want to participate. It's in Austria, Germany, Denmark and UK currently where we plan to do that study. Mm -hmm. And currently we're putting the funding together to perform that study. Um, we're halfway through, to, so to say, and we plan to start our study next beginning of next year.
So you didn't, uh, I didn't understand whether patients in the future at least will be participating. Uh, and if they are, uh, what are your thoughts? Would it be through mobile technology? What kind of devices? Yeah. How will it be done? Yeah, what we have learned in the last four years in this EU-funded project is that not only uh, caregivers like nurses and doctors do need decision support, we also learned that patients do need that. So currently, um, in, an f in a project funded by Austrian government, we are planning to develop the system further, decision support further, uh, being available for home care. And this home care systems have to be linked by telemedicine to mm -hmm. some caregiving centers. Yeah. Um, but we are not there yet, so this is currently under development and it will take another two or three years before this could enter the market. So how long was the reaction project how long did it take? What was the cycle? Well, it was a four-year project, and we we actually we were invited to participate in that project because we did do some research uh, about the quality of, of diabetes care in hospitals before that, and we came along with some ideas how to improve that. So that was an ideal match because in the reaction project, the concept was to use um, new methods of telemedicine to improve care of diabetic patients. So there was a large um, outpatient home care part, and we were responsible for the hospital part. Mm -hmm. And the decision support system we have developed for that uh, within that project is actually the, uh, the product we're looking at right now. Well, considering how fast technology is moving and things in, in health, do you on a personal level consider that um, EU with all these programs, all these projects, is moving fast enough, especially when we have to compete with the US? Well, um, I mean, first of all, the speed you see in consumer IT is not the speed you see in healthcare. When it comes to healthcare, there are certain things to be considered. I mean, one thing is uh, safety. So uh, there are certain rules and there are certain legislation in both parts of the Atlantic, United States and Europe, um, that is necessary to make sure that whenever a new IT system is introduced, uh, we have to make sure it's safe. Um, first, first point. Uh, then second point, it has to be uh, efficient. So we have to prove that it does something good to our patients. And with that, the speed of the development is slower definitely than it, as you see it for iPhones or other mm -hmm. tablet PC uh, developments uh, just recently. So healthcare is a little bit more conservative in that sense simply because uh, patient safety is, is it on has the to be. and has to be and yeah. that remains. And we have um, both on, in the United States and in Europe, uh, certain legislation you have to fulfill before mm -hmm. you can bring a product like that into the market. Do you believe Europe is lagging behind in uh, health projects as uh, from no. the US? No, actually, when it comes to medical devices and software products, I think we are uh, uh, we are heading the, the development in the world because the way legislation has been set up in Europe, it's more proactive and more uh, more supporting research than the U.S. So when it look when you look at the U.S. systems that we have developed in our project would be um, have to be f uh, developed completely and tested for safety before it can be introduced into the market. And in Europe, we have a kind of step by step approach for that process. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Europe doesn't have anything to envy 
from yeah, the US. So we, 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 what we see is, I mean, in the field where we're working and also in the field for other medical devices that actually uh, yeah, companies from the United States are looking to Europe and moving to Europe to launch their product first because it's more easy and more technology-driven Europe than in the US. So you see funding coming over? In we, the future? We, we do see funding and companies moving to Europe because of that fact. And that, of course, uh, facilitates further developments and improvements. It, all, uh, it might also be the case that you can find a lot of scientists and researchers working on the, on the sector, at least in comparison. I think there's a lot in at least uh, fewer square miles. You, there's a lot of uh, researchers and a lot of things being done. Well, I mean, I, I mean, what I like about working in Europe and living in Europe and doing research in Europe is that you have different cultures, but you have a unifying system which comes from the EU. Um, and it has turned out that in the projects we have been working in, and reaction was not on the only one. Um, that I mean, we we were spanning UK, Scandinavia, Central Europe, South yeah. Europe. Um, and by putting the expertise together from those different areas of Europe, actually, I think we were able to come up with solutions that others weren't able to. Yeah, this is a completely different concept that sometimes in the US, I realize they don't know uh, that uh, you have a lot of countries, people from different countries working on the same project, which in the US doesn't usually happen. Yeah, and sometimes <coughs> it's it's complex because of different languages, different cultures, different yeah. ways to approach it, but there's also strength in it. So if you move to the US, I mean, of course, there's a difference between East and West Coast, but the differences between East and West are much smaller than the differences when you have spend the same distance in Europe. And yes, this is a challenge for us Europeans, but it's also a chance. And actually, I like the chances. Okay. So thank you. you I know you're chairing a, a session uh, in a few hours, in an hour or something. So I won't keep you anymore. Thank you very much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thank and you. nice learning. So this is Vicky Kolovo. I was speaking with Thomas Pieber from, he's a professor at the University of Graz about the reaction project. Thank you. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.